You're listening to the Talking 20 podcast. This podcast is for you if you're in your 20s and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? We've all been there and we want to talk about it. We're your hosts, Bridget O'Rourke and Mary Margaret Courtney, and we sit down with fellow millennials to chat about their journey and hear what they've learned along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking 20 podcast and happy new year. Happy 2022. Mary, how you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. I'm ready for 2022. It's gonna kick some butt. It's gonna be good. New year, new me. New year, new me. New year, new me. I was gonna get a new cat and I was gonna just specifically so I could say new year, new meow. But oh my god. I thought that would be irresponsible. Yeah, just for the sayings, pretty irresponsible. Anyway, Mary and I have decided that our first episode of the new year will be one of reflection of the last year, um, specifically on our podcast, and we're also going to chat about the upcoming episodes that we have planned and give some insight into what's up and coming. We were talking the other day about how we were sitting back and thinking and reflecting on the year of 2021, and we were just like, what the fuck happened? I know. It's one of those things where I was like, 2021 meant, and then when I went to reflect on it, I was like... Man, a lot <laughs> happened because I just went back to like, what was I doing like February 2021? And then I was like, oh my God, like my life is so different. And just thinking about this podcast. So different. Yeah. And the work that you and I have done in 12 months. And I was like, man, people with ADD get a lot done. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like you're getting a lot done because it's like you get a lot done in a short period of time and then you don't for a long period of time and then it's like you're just like hustle 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 okay i'm gonna take a break okay i'm gonna take a break okay i'm gonna keep taking a break okay Okay, yeah but i've been i've been listening to some people and reading about like different work styles and people and the way their brains work and i have been getting more obviously the algorithm is knows me enough to know this but I've been getting all these posts and like people popping up on my social medias that are promoting that type of work habit and how we need to not be like self-deprecating because of it. It's like a really good work tactic if you can not shit on yourself for it. Like the moments where you're not working, you're like, I hate myself. Why can't I just hustle all the time? But it's because of that downtime, you're like regenerating, obviously. And then you just explode, but you get so much done in a short period of time. It's true. We actually talked about that like so many times throughout the year with a lot of different people with creative minds. I feel like yep. a lot of us are just, we ha- we know our peak hours because yep. with a creative mind, you only have certain times where you feel creative and those are the times that you have to optimize and use. And fortunately for us, it's in the middle of the day, but for somebody like Stephen Ryan, it's in the middle of the night. I know. <laughs> I know that one was so fascinating because I I always know my like peak hours but when you work a nine to five and you and you also like you said like your peak hours are within that time you just kind of like force yourself to be a bit more productive on the shitty hours too and some days it works and some days it doesn't but for someone like him it's like clear as day (laughs) yeah it it doesn't work for him it has to be at nighttime and like yeah what a what a journey to have to have found that it was so interesting yeah so where were what were you doing at the beginning of 2021, Mary? Um, okay, beginning of 2021, we were back in lockdown. Matt and I yes. were full on were lockdown. Full on lockdown. Like guys, 
this is the worst like this lockdown this like kind of lockdown that we're in right now is cute compared to last year yes yeah and i (laughs) yeah it's really cute guys um which is like a whole other thing and i'm like so irritated about this lockdown but we'd have to talk about that on another episode um and we will okay um but me at this time matt and i were in like month three of dating or four but by this point his mom had passed away he lived in brampton and went back and forth between his his dad and mom who aren't together his house and uh they they it was like oh you're in three different households and that you weren't supposed to be doing that and they were saying you can't do that and so it was like this weirdly stressful time because we were in this like new great relationship we're in lockdown that should be great we can just spend all this time together but we were like figuring out the mechanics of like how that could work and luckily it worked out so Mm -hmm. we were like sitting around we were doing our jobs we both had full-time jobs and we were like getting our work done as we just talked about i had my peak hours of work i would get all my work done for the week in like a day and then i just be like what do i do now because nothing new is coming in (laughs) emails coming in half my job was events so it was like there's they're not happening for sure that's not happening so yeah I would like plan and organize and I'd do like research throughout the week, but we spent a lot of time puzzling and playing cards and just like getting to know each other. Um, yeah. And I hiked. That's I amazing. Learned, That's I the learned... best way to start. Sorry. You learned I how le- to hike. I learned how to hike. I learned to love winter hiking. I learned to walk. I learned so. to walk for long um, periods of time. Uh, you learned to love winter hiking. I just got some new uh, winter hiking boots that I'm super <gasps> excited about. Me too. Want to yeah. hike? Yeah, and we'll okay. document it. We okay. can document everything now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What about what you? Think. Last year at this time, again lockdown. Uh, I didn't even have an idea about starting a podcast. It was like I was doing my job, and I had gotten into a point with my job that I had kind of finished the major projects that I was hired on to do. So I was at a point where I was just kind of doing like my daily tasks, but they didn't take me too long. And I had gotten into a routine. So I was like, well, I don't really have anything else. Like I, I'm not challenging myself enough. And I know that sounds stupid. Like I'm not challenging, but I felt like that. Like I felt that it wasn't hard enough for me and I had no idea what to do. So I took on like extensive self-care routine (laughs) it was incredible (laughs) yoga wine I drank a lot of wine (laughs) not in a bad way in a super good way um yeah and so I didn't even have an idea for a podcast then and now this podcast like dictates my whole life which is (laughs) insane so yeah working working full-time I had a boyfriend at the time as well who this is weird like looking back at this time last year because with him I kind of felt like I kind of felt like I was like settled in my life at this time last year like I was like this is good things are good I could get married I could have kids like I was just like I'm, I'm happy you know I never thought that there would be like a whole other like next step <laughs> I was just like I'm done this is good but you kind of get into that mentality when you're sitting around with them all day and you're like puzzling and you're getting to know them you kind of like you don't have anything else to do. You kind of just like settle, like you yeah. get settled, yeah. not settle. I didn't mean and it like that. <laughs> no, you settle in, you settle in and it's comfortable. Yeah, there's no like anxiety of what if, and you're like, 
I've got money, yeah. I've got time. I did find that with it was for the people that were lucky to stay home or even if you had to go to work, there were no crazy social obligations. There's no crazy work obligations. We were almost a year into COVID at that point. So that lockdown was so different because we knew what the game plan was. Where the first one, we didn't know. Yeah what the ritual was. So it was like kind of fall into that routine, but we had these new lives. Everybody was kind of, of like, all right, buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up. We're going back in. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, I felt the same way. Like once the chaos of like everything that happened for Matt and I at the beginning of our relationship, we were like, okay, let's just settle in. And it was just like two months of going to the cottage for a week at the time or staying home and just sitting around. Like the house didn't get dirty. It sounds quite glamorous. It does. And then like over time, you're like, oh my God, I'm miserable. And that's not what human beings should do with living. Yeah. And I need to keep moving. But yeah, there was there. I did have like a calm, calm before the really good storm that was 2021. Yeah. But like we, yeah, there was definitely this like relaxed phase, which is funny because again, going back to like that hustle mentality, it, it's almost like that was like your resting phase before you peaked into like... It was like we had like, like a... Uh, scheduled everybody just like rest and then full force. Full force. I remember at one point last year I was driving and I genuinely thought, well, I guess I should sell all my work clothes and just buy loungewear. Yeah. (laughs) It was a genuine thought. I was like, I guess, I guess I'm never going to leave the house again. So And all those brands came uh, out that are like comfy clothes that look like work clothes just for your Zoom meetings. you're like... (laughs) Like, Ooh, oh, sweater <laughs> looks like a jacket. Cute. <laughs> Cute. I know. Oh, man. Uh, man, the loungewear, the loungewear is something that will continue on post-pandy for sure. Post-pandy. <laughs> post-pandy. Yeah. So this lockdown that we're back in, if you're listening to this, um, Mary, do you want to say like what we're kind of in right now? Because I honestly, I didn't really listen to the announcement yesterday. I just know that people are pissed. I got the job. We're in Ontario. Um, So here's the, they went back into some sort of phase that will inevitably act into like, so like we're in phase two, we'll go into phase three or phase one, whatever. So there is a goal to like slowly release and open up. People are pissed because last year we didn't have a vaccine. And when they did this, you know, they tried the zones. It didn't work. They tried the colors. It didn't work. And then they tried these phases and it seemed to work. And then we got a vaccine. So there was hope. And then we go into the summertime, which I'm really bothered that they don't talk about this more, but like the summers are always, the numbers are lower and the winters, the numbers are higher. And then if you add the other variables of access to testing and then people wanting to get tested before Christmas to see their families and make sure everyone's like, there's obvious reasons why we would be testing more and the numbers would be going up. Plus also variants. I get that. But this lockdown is essentially... Uh, they shut down schools, which they said would be the last thing to close down, which is not true because mm-hmm. there are facilities still open that aren't schools. A week ago, I they can told- still go to Winners, but I can't send my kid to school. Right. And they like- said that they were going to be the first to be protected and the last to be locked down. He said that one week ago. Like, it's not like they've been saying this for a year and it kind of got lost in the... No, they said it one week ago. They said, this is the new setup. This is the restrictions, which was very minimal. And then they... And everyone online, when I was watching, they were all saying, like, no, I don't believe you. Um, One funny teacher friend that I saw online who was like, oh, cute announcement, Doug Ford. I raise you one with my work at home desk. 
And she, last week, she bought and set up her work at home desk. She's like, you're going to lock us down. This is what happened last year. And they just did it again. But I'm like, at least wait a while. You made this announcement seven days ago. And now you're like revoking yeah. it. The problem was here yeah. seven days ago. So. Or at least like put more thought into before you announce that to everybody. Like if you're yeah. thinking, okay, it's really volatile right now. Like don't say we're like you guys are the first to be protected. Yeah, and I think it's it's like we have the problem of COVID, the conversations of vaccines. Now, you know, all the people who got vaccinated who didn't want to really don't trust the government because they're like, I did this because you told me it would give me my freedom back and you've taken that from me again. Um, then you have the anti-vaxxers and people who don't believe COVID's that bad. They're all saying like, well, this is ridiculous because, you know, I read someone saying... Um, uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not wrong. Like it isn't, it, you aren't mitigating the risk the way you've been locking us down because like we're not solving the problem. Clearly it's going to keep yeah. happening. There will be more variant. Like at what point do we stop risking people's lives in a different way by taking away their means to work by taking away their their you know even the mental health and the fear behind it the people who are rule followers and completely agree with everything the government's doing that's great but you can't uh, you can't deny that it is taking a toll on your mental health in some way yeah we that's why i said i was like this could be a whole other episode Woo! Whole episode. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on from from covid and from lockdown and everything. Which can I just say really this- quickly? If anyone listening knows someone that you think, like if you're listening to this and you're like, man, Mary and Bridget need to talk to blank person about this. I have been Mm -hmm. wanting to deep dive on the COVID mental health, people, lifestyle, habits, millennial conversation for a year. Bridget, I've always said this to you. It's been top of my list, but Mm -hmm. we want a professional. We want a professional that can teach us, not just like a bunch of people who are spouting off their opinions with their half-ass facts. So if anyone's listening and you know someone, Texas, who can come on and debate Mary because Bridget can't debate Mary. (laughs) Bridget just listens. God love you. I love it. God love you. All right. So let's talk about the um, start of the podcast and how we started it up and why we started it up. So um, essentially what happened was last year in March, as I was saying earlier in the episode, I wanted a new hobby. I wanted to do something. And my sister actually brought up like, why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. And then obviously thought about it. And I was like, okay, so sure, I'll start a podcast. So I started it up. I came up with an idea I wanted to do. I was driving and I was just kind of like thinking about my 20s and like the turbulent ride that it's been. And I was just like, holy shit. And I was like, I love hearing about other people's stories. And I love hearing about like how they got to where they are and all that stuff. So I was like, oh my God, let's talk to people about their 20s. Oh my God, Kate said you should start a podcast. Oh my God, these two go together. So essentially what I did was I kind of like taught myself, um, I mean, I had a background in media production and I kind of taught myself from there um, how to podcast using YouTube videos, listening to podcasts. I wrote myself kind of a schedule of how I was going to go about it. I was wrote down, you know, uh, why I wanted to do it, what the podcast was going to be about. I found my niche. Um, all that kind of stuff. And then I wrote down when I was going to interview people. And the idea was that I was going to interview my close friends to see if I liked doing it, to see if I was good at doing it. And my second, my first interview was the first one that we ever released, which was Talking Transgender with Liam Jotham. 
Um, he's my best friend, and we wanted to. I wanted to talk about it. He was such. It ended up being such a good interview that we put it out. But my second interview was with the one, the only Mary Margaret Courtney. And Mary, how did you feel after that interview? Oh my god, it was so much fun, and it was a combination of realizing how much I enjoy talking with you. And in the moment, I was like, oh, I really want to do this really good idea. I wish I had thought of this. And then I was like, well, why does it have to be my idea? Why can't I just piggyback on Bridget's idea? <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> I asked you. I just said, I said, that was so much fun. And if you ever need a co-host, let me know. And then I left it there. And I was like, it's her thing. If she wants me in on it, great. If she doesn't, because as kids, I'm very bossy. I was very much in charge. So I was like, don't take charge. Just let her do her thing. And if it's meant to be, it will be. And that was uh, a hard decision for me because obviously it's my baby and I was like, D- but but I also did a lot of like webinars and realized that I can't do it by myself. I know that Mary and I work together. We complement each other very well. So I thought about it. I wrote down all my like pros and cons. The only con being like, we're friends. What if it doesn't work? <laughs> and the others were like, we complement each other in all of these different ways. Uh, so anyway, I decided I was like, Bridget. You're gonna, like, let's get Mary on board. And it was, like, from there, it just, like, evolved. Like, you were saying the other day that, like, it's almost like we don't even need to plan what's gonna happen because fun things keep happening and we can use them for the podcast, such as having certain people on and then making certain commitments, such as Spencer and then thinking, oh, let's do Tough Mudder. And now we have this whole other, you know series of things to do this year like it just we just keep getting content without even having to plan even though we do thoroughly plan and it's crazy because there's like the trust and respect aspect of it which we've always had for each other because we know each other so well but there are things over the year where I'm just like I didn't realize how compatible we were because if you looked at our profiles just at like face value you'd be like no this like you can't work you're too similar you're too alike um, you know, we're both very strong headed in our opinions. We both like hustle, but in our own ways, like all these things where you're like, this could be a recipe for a disaster for, for you need a yin <laughs> and a yang. But we realized really quickly what our strengths are. And I think we were just at the perfect time in our lives where I was like, I used to give a shit about like pushing on, like, I want to be the person to do this. Or, and, I, and then I just got to a point where I was like, I don't care. So if Bridget loves to do that just do it. I don't want to do it. You go, you do you. And it works really well when we both like respectively just let each other do our things. And then we work together on yeah. things. And yeah, there's the yin and yang yeah. of the the whole project. Yeah. And all of this goes to show the reason I wanted to bring this up is because a lot of people say don't work with your friends. And it's have, many people have said it on our podcast. And I just, I I disagree. I agree in the way that Like, if you're going to work with your friends, really think it through first. (laughs) But it doesn't mean, like, your friends could be your best working relationships because you know each other inside and out. You can talk to to each other about things that you wouldn't necessarily want to talk to an acquaintance about or a coworker about. So, like, really consider it and consider even doing a side project with your friends or anything like that because it is, it works, If you do it right. Yeah, it's having, aligning your values, aligning your why, which if you want to know about that, go back and listen to an episode. I don't know which one, but I talked about it. Spencer? 
Let me talk about Simon Sinek. I think it was a pre-release chat. Anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah. I I think that our whys align. I think that our values align. And then at the end of the day, there's just a respect. So even if we have like a disagreement or we're frustrated, we stop and take a moment to just respectfully have a conversation with the other person. So sometimes we've had projects that have been like well moving. A really good example for anyone who might be wondering, our Talking 20 contest, our giveaway. We planned that back in like September. And then we finally get around to doing it because we wanted to do it at Christmas. It was all planned out. That was a strategy. It was strategic. And then we get to it and both of us had our heads underwater with other stuff. We did it. We're still doing it. It is closed. Have either of us? <laughs> you can go and uh, that out there. Oh, wow. no. Is it closed now? Okay. Well, it's. T- I said the thirty first, but did I close it? No. So that's the thing. But like, it's it's just, it's not being like angry at each other when the ball gets dropped. It's like, okay, like, are you good? Are you good? Oh, okay. You've got a lot going on right now. You've got a lot. Okay. This is why things are happening, and we're able to like always move forward with the respect for each other. And I think it takes mm-hmm. away from like being mean and holding resentment, which is as friends, what can cause an issue in a project is like, you got to know who's the boss at the time. You got to know who's taking the lead. 99% of the time it's Bridget. And I love it. I am here as your puppet, (laughs) manipulate me as you please. Um, But then I will put my strengths elsewhere. But yeah, so as friends, when you're working on a project, it's like, just be honest and real. But if your values don't align and you don't respect each other, yeah, it's probably going to be harder to achieve it without some conflict fights or like a friendship breakup or whatever yeah for sure all right well let's move into our next topic of conversation which so we're gonna go through um a bit of advice from everybody in their 20s who we've talked well also not in their 20s just everybody that we've talked to I picked the best advice from each episode and we're going to play it to give you guys a little bit of an insight into the episode and also so Mary and I can kind of reflect on it think about back to that episode it's gonna um hopefully the purpose that this will serve for Mary and I is to get us all fired up and excited again to start doing um interviews we haven't been doing them very often recently and we're going to be getting back into it in January coming up so this is going to get us all fired back up we're going to get super excited about doing interviews again and it'll give you guys a sneak peek into the amazing and insightful incredible people that we've had on the podcast and hopefully get you pumped for some future ones as well so Without further ado, let's listen to our first guest. This was episode one, Talking Transgender with Liam Jotham, and here is something that he had to say. Nobody knew about, or at least I didn't, I certainly didn't know that trans people existed, or that it was possible to not only be trans, but to thrive and have a happy life and have relationships and have children and just live a life. That was episode one with Liam Jotham talking transgender, and I sat down with my best friend Liam. We chatted about his journey of being transgender throughout his 20s and all of the things that he's learned, his coming out process, and he also educated us, uh, me specifically, gently on, you know, what being transgender means. The I was able to ask the questions that I really wanted to ask him, uh, the questions that I would be asking that, you know, people think about when you meet somebody who is transgender, but you don't want to ask it because it's not necessarily 
polite or the right thing to do. But when you're with your best friend who's transgender, you can have that open and honest conversation. So I was like, hey, let's record it. (laughs) And then put it out into the world. But Mary was one of the first people who got to listen to that episode. So what did you uh, think when you heard it? Um, I loved it, obviously. I know Liam and I know you, but I think that I've heard a few different people do podcasts where they talk about this topic and it's tricky. It's just never an easy conversation to have because you are either filtering what you're saying or there is fear of of really getting into it. But between A, just your relationship and B, Liam's, uh, the just how well-spoken he is and his background, his education, he was able to keep it like lighthearted and but talk so elegantly about the topic and be open to not debating with you but like if you said something that he was like as as a community or what we've learned over time this is this and you were open to being corrected it's just such a beautiful example of how these conversations could go and in such a divisive world we're in even if we're not talking about being transgender I think it's a great example of how people who don't necessarily understand each other but love each other can have a conversation and learn from one another. Um, but he taught me a lot. And there was so, like that listening to his podcast was also another reason why I wanted to jump on board with you because I was literally wanting to scream at my radio because I had so much I wanted to say back. Like he was so riveting. So the mm-hmm. whole the whole episode is still one of my favorites. And it was also like a almost not necessarily life changing for him, but this was his first time being very open and honest about his journey of being transgender and, you know, talking about all of these things and his friends and his family hearing all of the stuff that he doesn't necessarily talk about with people. So it was like, it was a very big move for him. And I'm so appreciative that he was so open and honest. And we're actually going to have Liam on the podcast again from lots of people have said that they have more questions for him and Liam is in an amazing relationship with an amazing girl from Texas and we're going to have both of them on to talk about their little love story and their journey and how they met because they have a very cool story. Yeah, we're like we want to talk about things in the relationship that are going to be trickier, maybe different than being in a heteronormative relationship. Yeah, and some of you may have had these questions before or I'm really hoping that you listen to it and go like I never even thought about it. Oh yeah. And it's just another way for you to maybe empathize with a person that you wouldn't have before, but also personally, I just want to know the answers to some of these questions. Like I'm very intrigued. Yeah. And they're open and they're ready to talk and we're actually doing yeah. that like tomorrow. I yeah. Think. Or the next Soonskis. Soon skis. Yeah. Soon skis. All right, next uh, next one. This is another extra special episode. Let's listen to what this person had to say. Going through your 20s and just like give her and try and fail and succeed and whatever, all, all you're doing is learning more about yourself and adversity will help you deal with failure and pivot and change. And like you got to fail, but you also got to pick your socks up and keep going after that's happened. So that was episode two with Mary Margaret Courtney, and you should see her (laughs) face during that (laughs) while she was listening to it. She was cringing. I thought that that was that episode was so much fun. Mary and I did those episodes. Uh, They were well. We did first, like I said, we did Liam's, but then Mary and I decided to do a one-on-one with each other to get our stories out there and. 
you know, so we would have an understanding of how what our guests were going through when we're interviewing them and also what it's like to put your story out into the world is something that we were able to understand from an early stage in the podcast so we can empathize more with our guests. How did you feel putting out your own episode? Yeah. The vulnerability is insane. You don't think it'd be that crazy, but um and we've said this before but you having to edit your own episode is something no one will ever understand but being a guest being a guest on your own podcast is just different but me just handing it over to you and then being like I don't know I just got in a groove and started talking and now I don't remember what I said and then all those like self-critical things start to come into play even listening to it now uh, if I haven't said this on here before, I really struggle listening back to our podcast. Bridget makes me do it weekly, sometimes twice. And I do it because she's asked me to and I'm her puppet. But at the same time, it is so hard to hear myself because my most self-critical thing is like, just shut up, Mary, just shut up. Which is also ironic because it's why I'm doing a podcast because I don't want to shut up. But then in my head, I'm telling myself <laughs> to shut up. So yeah, it was a great journey of like vulnerability and just letting things go. Um, yeah, but that's hard to listen to. Yeah, so that in that episode we talked about uh, grief, a uh, grief journey that Mary went through in her early twenties, and kind of how it changed her mindset and her outlook on life. We also talk about home ownership and how uh, she's very authentic and real about how she got her house. Her parents helped her. She talks about it, so, and how she got a house when she knew literally nothing about buying a house, so it's super relatable. Um, yeah, what a, I think that's about, we also talk about the event industry, she gives some good stories, um, and yeah, that was a fun episode, so that's our second episode, it was called Talking Events, Grief, and Home Ownership with Mary Margaret Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, alright, this is a fun one. As the artist, you're the only person that has to be you. Don't let other people make you feel that their opinion is more important than yours because you're the best judge on who you want to be as an artist and a musician. Steven Ryan. Oh my God, that guy. We talked in depth as we've already talked about uh, our, our on-peak hours off. What did you call that again? Our peak working hours, peak hustle. Yeah, we had a really good conversation about that, him finding his groove as a person, as an artist. That guy went through some turmoil as an artist and he's really stuck it out to to do his craft and do it professionally. Um, just even talking, like listening back to that and thinking about how knowledgeable he is about his industry and how important mm -hmm. those things can be as like you go through your 20s to understand that like you're still learning about the career you're in and like your industry and it will land at some point his confidence is insane like a he's super talented since then we've listened to his music and like do his live shows and stuff like that yeah the guy's got such good skill but his his humility and confidence where he's like i'm just doing me and this like it's so admirable admirable um, and even though he's talking about the music industry, I related to it so much. Yeah, he does. It's a lot about uh, creativity as well. So he is specifically he is specifically talking about the music industry, but he talks a lot about having a creative mind and a lot about you know tr um, how his journey has taught him to not necessarily trust others with his work, only to trust himself and know that he is the one who has the power and the knowledge behind his work and he should be the one who's 
making it do the stuff like making it but think about like, that like being you know? being in how like i don't even know if i fully have that confidence yet like yeah, having that no, ability to be like screw this i got it it's me but if you had shit. gone through the same kind of thing that Steven had gone through to notice that, like, okay, when you trust other people with your work and your baby and it, they drop the ball, you realize that you're the only person who's really going to have that true... True. Th- who's going to treat it the way that you want it to be treated. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, that was a good one. He talks about, uh, yeah, the ebbs and flows of being a full-time musician, focusing on the importance of his realization to trust himself with the creation of his music rather than putting the fate of his career in the hands of others. He talks about going viral on TikTok. He talks about his upcoming album at the time, which is now released. It's called Light of Day by Stephen Ryan. It is, I listened to it on repeat. Like, I actually listened to it twice yesterday on my drive home. It is so freaking good. Uh, it was um, uh, released by Canary Minor Music, which is Jordan, my friend Jordan's record label, and he was also on the podcast, and he's coming up in a few minutes. But first, let's go on to the next one, which I don't really want to do, but we're going to do. I didn't just do it to you, Mary. Don't worry. Good. When you're in those valleys and when you're feeling situational depression and when you're feeling down, that's not the time to make these necessary changes. It's when you're up Think about, okay, what happens if I go back down again? Then how do I get out of it? Figure out how to do it when you're at your peak. It's just preparation. Bridget's favorite word, preparation. (laughs) Preparation and introspection. (laughs) The words to live by. Uh, Yeah, that was a tough episode to release because I went pretty in-depth about my story, talked about getting fired, talked about uh, just the journey of my 20s in general, and as you know from that first quote, I talked a lot about um, getting into situational depressions. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gotten into a not-situational depression, but I've definitely been in a depression that was caused by the situation, and it happens frequent not frequently but it happens it's happened a lot so I know how to get myself out of it so I talk a little bit about that and I had to edit that episode and it was rough all right can we move on to the next one no I just need to say (laughs) that um yeah I think it was good clarity as someone who maybe I've had moments of that or like one or two times in my life I've had situational depression depression Situational depression. Situational depression. Anyway. Depression. 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 Situational depression. All right. What's happening? All right. But yeah, no, it, I think it was insightful for me to understand those differences and you understand mental health in a different way than I do. And I think that anyone, especially with the whole COVID stuff that we just talked about, it's a really great episode to hear about your introspection and your ability to know yourself well enough to know like these things will happen. They're going to happen. So how do I set myself up for success as much as possible, even though those downfalls are going to come? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And if you listen to Logan Miller's episode, which was our last episode that we released, we talk about getting fired from a radio station and I go way into depth about that story on that episode. And it's super relatable because I got fired in my early 20s for my first job that I felt like I was, you know, I was on my feet, I was moving, and then they ripped it out from under me and I'm, I'm not bitter about it. What no, you you're about? like killing it and you're bitter. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. It's relatable. A lot of people get fired. So if you wanna, you know, if you just got fired, it's a good one to make you realize that you're not alone. All it's right. Gonna happen, guys. It's next up. So this next one was with Mary Margaret's mom, Brenda Courtney. Let's hear what she had to say. For our generation, we have to filter ourselves to stop and be curious and not give our opinion, but sit, listen, and learn and allow your generation to experience life as you can in this new world that we have that didn't exist for us and not try to rescue you. You know, if you fall, you fall. If you fail, you fail. You pick up. And, and, and you move forward. Oh, Brenda, she's so insightful. She's so insightful. I was going to try and make some sort of joke, but I just love her too much. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. And when I was four, I'd fall and she'd be like, yeah, just get back up. She wouldn't help me. <laughs> it's not a funny joke. I'm my sorry. parents always said, like, the first child falls down the stairs and they're like, oh my God, like, oh, poor baby. And then the second child falls down the stairs. They're like, okay, are you okay? Like, get back up. And the third child falls down the stairs and they're like, sup? Yeah. <laughs> That was funny. Do it again. So Yeah. Yeah. So Brenda was um, one of, I think she was our first episode that we, Mary and I did with as both of us as the interviewers. Um, and it was really good. I do remember, though, editing it because your mom was at the cottage at the time. So there was like a delay in the Internet. So it was like every time we said something, we would have to like wait. And then Brenda would laugh and then go on. So I had to like slice down all of those in the in post. Her ability to put, hey, just put things into words. Like, oh my God, it's so elegant and she's so wonderful. But her, it was such like a inspiring one for me because I was like, yeah, we need to do more different generations, different conversations from different perspectives because at first we were like yeah we interview people in their 20s but then after her interview it became very clear that we need the the bigger conversation we need the people looking in at the millennials to also complete this like loop of of the bigger talk we're trying to have and hearing her opinion Mm -hmm. and what she hopes for her generation can do for millennials um yeah it's just wicked and if anyone's listened to it send it to your parents send it to your freaking bosses like it's a i think it's a great way to like but like combined that conversation yeah yeah so it was a lot uh brenda gave her perspective on you know the importance of having an open mind and staying curious uh about the lifestyles of other generations so not just baby boomers being open-minded about millennials, but millennials also being open-minded about baby boomers because we do have our own perspective on them. She talks a lot about like what we can both learn from each other and in like certain categories. So she talks about parenting, health, relationships, um, and a lot about social media and how they've grown up differently than us. It's good stuff. Our generation is very, very good at making our happiness accessible. As a result of that, we do really think about what we want to try and we do consider the consequences and we do consider that we might be a little less further along on the other side of it. But I think we've also considered that there's certain realities that are just so far out of our reach for our generation, given the state of things. So you, you just reevaluate your priorities. So that was episode, I don't remember what one, but it was with Jordan Percival and it was, I should have the name of it written down. Uh, <laughs> But I don't. Oh, it was uh, understanding the millennial mindset, making your happiness accessible. 
understanding the millennial mindset. So this was a really good episode. Um, it was good, fun. Jordan is a close friend of both Mary and my Mary and me, and it was a it was a fun episode to just shoot the shit and talk about our mindsets and the differences of being a millennial and. Jordan actually hired me on my job after I got fired from the radio station. So that was a good contrast perspective to my episode where I'm talking about getting fired from the radio station and also a good contrast perspective to Brenda's episode where she talks about how millennials can learn from each other and how you should be trying to understand the millennial mindset. And then we go into Jordan's who talks about actually understanding the millennial mindset. He's done such a good job in his 20s of kind of just like accepting our fate. Like there's so much resistance in in our like traditional minding our fate <laughs> but like in the way that <laughs> dun, dun, dun. you grow up and if you live that very normal lifestyle it's you know go to school go to post-secondary get a job meet a person marry that person buy a house have babies maybe get a dog in there somewhere but you that's like traditional standpoint and obviously as millennials it's becoming it has been glaringly obvious for a while that It's not going to happen that way. And people are breaking those traditions for many reasons, but there's still some resistance in some level. And I think that's where a lot of the struggle comes in is that we think that that's still like, those are the rules that we're supposed to follow those. That's the next step. That's what we do. I'm at this age now. That's what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of that resistance is what causes us to have these moments of like feeling like we're not going anywhere, having like, you know, those valleys in our twenties of not feeling good about ourselves where Jordan just seemed to be like, I can see crystal clear that that's not how it works as a millennial. So I'm going to work with what I have and I'm just going to go kill it and try and be happy. And his like ability to like let happiness kind of adjust over time and he re-identifies himself and re-identifies what happiness is to him. Like it, it just seems maybe it doesn't come so naturally, but the way he talks, you're just like, oh, you just kind of accepted that this is what life is. And then you just went and rocked it. It seems like such an easier way to go through life. (laughs) It's true. All right, next up. The pandemic, obviously, we did not account for. My husband worked from home for a few weeks, but then he went back into the office. I'm now completely by myself with a two-month-old and a two-year-old. What? No, this was not part of the plan. Like, I just panicked. I remember calling him and being like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this by myself. There's no way I can do it. And it was a lot of like mental struggle of like, you just got to do it. You just got to get up and you got to make it through this day. So that was our 10th episode with Kathleen Gemetti, Mary's childhood and current best friend. And she talked, uh, as you can hear, a lot about parenting and uh, especially parenting during the pandemic. She touches on that quite a bit and the struggles that she had to go through because she is in her, she's in her 20s. Yeah, Yeah. she is in her 20s. She's a parent and she, you know, is going through the same kind of pandemic that Mary and I were talking about at the beginning of this episode. But she has two tiny humans that she has to keep alive. (laughs) Yeah. And man alive, it gave such a perspective of, you know, my days sitting at home feeling like stressed and anxious about COVID. And then you get on the phone with someone like her and you're like, oh, my God, like, damn, what a fighter. What a fighter. Yeah. 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 So with with, uh, her, we talk about, you know, the importance of adjusting your mindset in unforeseen circumstances. So she talks a lot about that happening in the workplace and how she was – Hired on last, what was the story about her in HR? Um, 
Oh, she had to, she, like, it was, like, her first week at a job, and then she, she ended fire up having someone. to fire somebody. Never done it before. Yeah, so that was, like, a sh- yeah, so she had to, like, adjust her mindset about, like, okay, how do you be the person firing somebody? Um, and she also talks about, you know, adjusting your mindset in parenting and, of course, the pandemic. So that was a, that was another good one. And this next one is also very good. <laughs> they're, they're all good. <laughs> they're just all good. They're all, they're all really good. I noticed, like, in all of the intros that I've done, I'm like, so I'm so excited about this episode. And I'm like, mm, what else is new, Bridget? Eventually people are like, is she just cutting and pasting the same audio clip to the beginning of every episode? What is your responsibility? How might you feel comfortable to take up this work? Um, to be able to advocate with and for First Nations, Métis, Inuit peoples. There's so many things going on right now. But there's also direct solutions that can also happen too. But as long as you're treating people with respect, with love, also, again, ego to the curb, with humility, with compassion, empathy, care, you're set in a good way. All right, that was our 12th and 13, or our 12th episode. It was a two-parter. It was with Madeline McCracken, and it was about how to... Um, How to take progressive action towards reconciliation. How to take progressive action towards reconciliation. And we released it in two parts, one part ahead of the first ever National Day for Truth and Reconciliation and the second part on the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And the way we split it up was the first part was kind of about Madeline and her journey and how she has come to reclaim her Métis culture. And then the second part was very educational on how you can go and take progressive action and be involved in the indigenous community yeah and don't be not involved in the indigenous community but involved in learning reconciling with yeah i i have two small pieces to say about this one one that was that was a challenging one because we knew the gravity of the conversation and we wanted to do it justice and i think along the journey you and i found our own flaws and the things that inspired us to be a part of that conversation um, for anyone who is listening who hasn't heard it, I would recommend go back now and listen when you don't necessarily feel inundated by media and over, you know, too much like information coming at you. There's so much information coming out about Truth and Reconciliation Day and uh, the Indigenous community at the time. That information's still out there. There are still people fighting fights. There's still people trying to have those conversations, but it's not a media headline and it's not a, you know, a number one hashtag on Instagram. So now is maybe a good time to go back and listen or re-listen and see how you feel about it. Talk about it. Message Madeline, message Mm -hmm. us, message anyone, look into it a bit more when it's not the only thing on TV, when it's not the only thing in the news. Um, I think now is a really good time to like re-approach that conversation. That's, yep, that's a great point. All right, um, here we go. Well, I guess it was Malcolm Gladwell who said, like, he feels so bad for people in their 20s because they're not old enough to be good at anything yet. And they're told that they have to figure out what to do with their lives. And like, that is a really a truism. Like, for a lot of those times, you're working on your craft. You haven't had enough time to get good enough at your thing. And I think giving yourself some grace with that, like, you know, give yourself some time. It's not, you don't have to be amazing at it right away. And especially in this industry, you can really feel like you want to be. So that was our episode called Navigating Creativity with Patrick James Clark. He is an amazing Canadian musician. And in that episode, we uh, talked about 
how he writes songs for both himself and other known Canadian artists. He like talks about his songwriting process. He talks a lot about creativity. He's written a book. He talks about he gets really like open and humble about the creation of his novel because you know he's one of those people that you look at on social media who's like oh my god he's absolutely killing it how is he doing all these things he went into the pandemic and now he's coming out of the pandemic with all of these projects and he just gets super real about it and how you know it was a struggle and some days he didn't want to do it and some days he you know couldn't write a song but he talks about the mental process behind navigating your creative mind yeah, it was so cool to get into. He's also someone that I don't know super well, so I only know his life really through social media. So it it just hammered home our point about like looking at people's lives online versus seeing behind the scenes. Um, the story about how like his book got written and how it has nothing to do with music and it's its own other creative outlet. <laughs> and the story of like, you know, it almost becoming a Netflix show and all like, Talk about a guy who just, like, he sees a door open and he runs through it. Yeah, and also something else that was super cool about this episode is during the time that we were recording this episode, he was actually participating in a, uh, uh, what's the word? A contest. Com- competition, competition show. Yeah. A, a contest. Um on CBC on CBC or CTV or something like that a Canadian singer songwriter competition and he talks about how he's always been the runner up he's never actually won one of these competitions but he's been in every single Canadian competition we released the episode and the following week he wins that competition so we had a little Meryl Streep moment what are the chances that that would happen what like, are that's the what I'm talking about stuff just happens on this show where we're like we couldn't have planned that at yeah. all and it just happened so perfectly and the fact that he's done like 11 contests or something crazy competitions and he's never won and this is the one that he wins was just uh, yeah just fantastic <laughs> so well done just fantastic people expect you to fail in your 20s so why not live up to their expectation but you can only fail if you try so my advice to 20 year olds man is do it now is when you think that you, that you want to try that thing, do it. Now is the time, not later. They, there may not be a later. They're really, for, for whatever reason, you know, um, for whatever reason. But now if, if you've got the courage and the stupidity to do it, do it, man. Do it, do it, do it. I love that episode. So that was an episode with Frank Adriano, Mary's high school teacher. And in that episode, uh, you know, he's a man who's done it all. And he's also watched the lives of young adults uh, because he is a teacher. And he comes into the episode with the perspective of a parent, a uh, coach, a uh, mentor. And he talks to us about, you know, how he sees people like young people's lives developing. And he offers so much great advice on how to navigate your 20s really he talks about we also get into like miscarriages we get into love we get into uh, i think we got inspired to move to bali and become trapeze artists like it's all over, it's the, all place. over the place but i think i'm just gonna re-listen to that one because that man is just a natural mentor and guider and even just listening to that i'm like he needs to be a, a, yeah. a, a, a emotional speaker what's it called an emotional speaker no, that's like the one. Motivational, motivational speaker, speaker. yes 
That's yeah, right. and he talks about, you know, living life untraditionally in your 20s and making, creating happiness for yourself. Also a good, con- not contrast, but a good addition to Jordan's episode yeah. about making your happiness accessible. Yeah. All right, next one. It's normal to struggle. You can't always be a winner. And if you always win, you're never going to learn how to struggle. And when you do struggle or fail something, it's going to be harder for you to understand because you're so used to winning. So I think if you could try to find more opportunities where you can make yourself feel uncomfortable, where you could put yourself in a position where you may potentially not know something or you're going to fail, you're going to grow from that. So keep seeking those things because you're going to always be able to become a better person from those opportunities. So that was our episode with Spencer Barlow about ADHD and chasing curiosity and, you know, making, sorry, I just got a text message to distract me, um, ADHD ADHD brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we talk about, you know, his journey of having ADHD and also the different perspectives that Mary, Spencer, and I all come from because I went on medication from a young age. I'm still on it. Mary ne- Mary tried medication, didn't like it, and Spencer went on medication at a young age and came off it in high school. So we all have three unique perspectives to talk about medication and to talk about just like having an ADHD brain and different strategies behind you know, managing it. And guys, he's a coach. He's a trainer. He's a podcaster. We this year will be on his podcast at some point, and he is going to be helping us through a Tough mutter. We signed up for 15K. So more on Ooh, that in the 15K future. Tough mutter. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for that one. It's going to be brutal. I tried to do a workout this morning and I was like, I can't do it. I've just started walking again. <laughs> That's good. Hiking. Winter hikes. Yes. All right. Have way more fun than you than you think that you need because until you post twenty five, it's a whole different beast. Like my, I feel like an entirely different person from my early twenties than I am going into my late twenties. And I think that you know the real situations that life does get more real. So really enjoy the moments when you're younger and do have less responsibilities. Live it up because you know thirty comes real hella quick. So that was our episode with Taylor and Lindsay Noel. And while training as a gymnast for the 2012 Olympics, Taylor suffered a life-changing spinal cord injury, which left her paralyzed from the chest down. So at 14 years old, she had to re-identify herself and use that strong mentality that she gained as a training Olympic gym- gymnast to completely adapt like mentally, physically, emotionally, and socially to a life in a wheelchair. So during that episode, you know, she talks a lot about just the normal adult things that we all go through, but with the added barrier of being in a wheelchair and the added barrier of, you know, she talks about dating and she talks about um, change, like moving and getting her own apartment and all that kind of, all the kind of normal 20s stuff we ask that the we all have to go through. We ask the questions of like, what it, what is it like to be a quadriplegic? And all of those life things that you may not think of. Um, if anything, it's a lesson in self-love. Because that girl loves herself so genuinely. And it's phenomenal. Yep. It's amazing. For a lot of people in their 20s, it's okay to recognize that you need time for yourself and not, if you have the opportunity to not necessarily get thrown into the race. Do things. Do things that fulfill you. Do things that keep you involved. Keep you, keep your creative juices flowing. But allow yourself the time to have that introspection and gain that perspective because you're only delaying it because eventually it's bound to happen. 
That was our second most recent episode with Doohan Nanda. And Doohan lives a super cool life. Uh, he is the host for YTV's Big Fun Movies. He's also uh, an entertainment reporter for uh, ET Canada, I believe. Um, and he talks about, you know, the ups and downs of starting his career in the entertainment industry. I knew him through RTA, so we talked a lot about uh, being in school for um, such a competitive industry and such an industry that's just so difficult to get into and the mentality behind that and dealing with your peers during that time all that kind of fun stuff yeah he talks about coming from india and like what it's like there i think there's a lot of assumptions of what his life would be he definitely like a lot of the things i assumed we would talk about he was like no yes no like he broke he broke my assumptions of what his struggles would have been. And in the industry he's in now, we both assumed his headspace would be very different than it was. And I really appreciated his vulnerability uh, because he is a, you know, a, a person of the public. So he has to be very careful with what he says. Uh, but man, that guy was so easy to talk to and such an interesting story. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never wanted to be in like, to own my own company it was never ever any desire and i'm still kind of like that like i struggle with trying to prove not only to others that you're a real company but also kind of in some ways proving to yourself breaking your own expectations and building yourself up like that is really really hard that was a logan miller from our uh most recently released episode he is the owner and founder of front porch music canada's uh largest digital publication for country music music to help you know country artists reach more fans and more fans reach country artists and this was a fun episode it was very similar, I felt, kind of to uh, Jordan's episode where it was just kind of shooting the shit, uh, less interviewee, more conversationally, and just kind of talking about life. Yeah, talking about entrepreneurship, obviously, that's my, like, fave topic. And his, he taught me stuff. I went back and when we were editing it, I listened to it and I was like, wow, thank you. Because he, like, adjusted my thinking on certain things. He's always been someone that I've touched base on in the professional world. And we just see the world very similarly. But um, just such a nice way to like, if you are someone who's opening up your own business or you currently have one, if you've been fired, you guys relate on that level. I just think that his passion for his industry is really great and that he's able to apply that to his work life, but then also just hustle and work so that he can live a life as well. Like that balance is really hard to find. And I think he's, he's gotten there and he's found that for himself to have both. Totally. Um, yeah, so those were, <laughs> Mary has no idea what she just said. I wasn't listening because I'm in producer mode. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, those were all of our episodes from 2021. I hope that gave you guys an insight into like the inspiring, amazing people that uh, we've had on the podcast. Maybe gave you some inkling to go and listen to some episodes that you haven't listened to yet or re-listen to episodes, specifically um, the how to... Uh, how to train your dragon. What was the one with Madeline? How to train your dragon. Go watch that movie. Um, how to how take to, progressive action towards it? reconciliation. How, yeah. I remember I struggled with that when we were releasing it too. Like it's just that's it's a long title, but um, that is a really good episode to go back and listen to. Same with uh, Liam's talking transgender, um, because I wanted to bring up that um, actually, Mary, you don't know this, but I looked up some stats last night and. With our educational episodes, hang on, where is this? Do, do, do. I mean, I don't want to brag, but we reached 973rd on the podcast charts globally in the education uh, genre. Whoa, what? 
Yeah. We're like on yeah. the map. Yeah, 973rd. Yeah, globally. Globally. Holy Which shit. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's kind of cool. So if you want to listen to some of our more educational ones, those are some, those are really good ones to listen to. Uh, they're just open conversations. They really teach you how to have a conversation about some difficult uh, subjects. That's fantastic. So Congratulations. Okay, we do. have to do it, Bridget. I know you have three minutes left, but in one minute, tell us the new news, the exciting thing that has happened in your life that we're both just very excited about. All right. So over the past month, I've been uh, kind of secretive about not secretive, but I haven't been making this a big thing. But I have a, a it's a bittersweet feeling. I am leaving True North Records, my job at the record label, and I am heading over to Riverside FM, which is a podcasting platform that we use. We're actually using it right now to record our podcast episodes. And I'm going to be developing their YouTube channel. So I'm going to be a host. uh, I'm going to be producing the videos. I'm going to be hosting the videos, writing the scripts, editing the videos, all that kind of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. like I said at the beginning of the episode, I kind of felt like I... Um, was at a point in my life where I could just kind of like settle down and then all of this stuff stuff happened. I got the podcast and I kind of trained myself into this new job that I've, you know, landed. It's the most millennial move. It is the most fantastic example of education matters, work matters. All these things we talk about really, really matter. But one year ago, you were not going to even get your resume into this company you didn't have yeah. the credentials to do this job but you trained yourself well, you I taught did. yourself but well sorry <laughs> but at the level like i think you were at a the level that i think I, they yeah. looked at you and they were like oh whoa your your understanding and then your confidence to do it is insane and guys like we have been working with riverside since the day we started talking 20 we get emails from them we get a specific email from a specific person every week and now that person is Bridget who is now boss. my manager it's crazy it's cool yeah. it's full circle and like we're just so excited i'm yeah. so excited for it's you very excited so i'll see you guys on youtube i will still be doing the podcast i'll still be doing collective creations with mary uh it's gonna be a, a lot of fun so make sure to tune into that i will link all of that stuff in the show notes and i will also uh you know probably be sharing out some riverside stuff on our on our talking 20 page so it's gonna be gonna be great i'm very excited and on that note you gotta go do your job on that note i gotta go do my job so i thank you for listening to this episode of talking 20 i hope you guys are excited for 2022 as we are uh it's gonna be awesome we're gonna have so many fun things coming up and stay tuned like follow subscribe do all the things